0: You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jeba Edmonds. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Cultural Curriculum Chat. It's Jebe Edmonds here. And I was just being a little reflective today. So for our episode, it's all about March Madness. Yes, we are in the thick of it. My area where I am living is getting some bragging rights for having over 100 inches of snow, y'all. Yeah, for our snow totals. That's not something I want to brag about. So I was being reflective of my classroom days when the month of March rolls around us teachers get a little batty and we don't get our recommended amount of vitamin D. The sun is not showing that much this time of year. And so the kids are feeling it. They're bouncing off the walls. And I was just thinking with basketball and my family's big in hockey. So I was just thinking and I wrote in my journal I wanted to share with you just to kind of go back into my classroom days and like i said i've been writing in my journal and i just wanted to share with you about march madness so there are like two major things when i talks about march and teaching and my favorite one is memory loss this is the time where your procedures go off the rails the kids look at you like they've never met you before when you're in these close quarters for a while um, you're constantly reminding your students over and over about classroom behavior and procedures, and no, we don't act like that, and who are you and so that's why I call it March Madness, not because of basketballs because the kids have lost their minds, and so every time when I've been in the classroom, I know the circumstances and in trying to contain and keep the peace and try to put down some of these wacky behaviors. It gets to that point. And so for me, so I don't go mad myself. I try to be weird. And I had this teacher colleague of mine, shout out to you, Lisa. She would say, get weird, Jeb, because that's when they pay the most attention. I said, okay. My first couple years of teaching, I would be the one with the deer in the headlights in the hallway going, I don't know what I'm doing. But she looked at me to go, Jeb, just get weird. And that was one of the best advice I had as an educator. And there's this feeling in a, a saying in teacher world where we would say, show five. And we'd literally raise our hands up. And that would calm the students down. They'd look at it as an attention getter. They'd also repeat what you're doing in show five. But when it's March, you are showing five like you're Lady Liberty. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody is seeing, uh, oh, yeah, Mrs. Edmonds is trying to get my attention. No. So then, what I would do to put my weird hat on, I would say, (laughs) oh my gosh, my French teacher is going to be mad from high school. I would say, oh, pardonnez-moi, s'il vous plaît. And then they'd stop what they were doing. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is Mrs. E trying to say? And I would be speaking French. Bonjour, ça va? And they would look at me like, oh my gosh, they would be so quiet in 30 seconds flat then as opposed to me putting my hand up. So sometimes you do have to put your weird hat on, speak in a different language. I would even talk in a valley girl accent like, oh my gosh, can you like please pay attention? And the kids would be cracking up laughing. And once I got their attention, folks, that's when we did the work. That's when we do it. And it got to the point where I would be moonwalking, like Michael Jackson, down the hallway just to make sure they would be in a straight line. And they'd be like, ooh, and hooting, hollering, but what is Mrs. E doing? And it would be to the point where if I'm trying to read them a story during snack time, or if there's a moment where we're just gonna do a quick, you know, read out loud just to kind of settle each other down, and there's side conversations going and going, and going. And trust me. I'm a talker. I love a good side conversation. But when I'm trying to gather up my 30-plus students in the classroom, sometimes I'll pull out a line of Richie and I'll just start singing, Hello, is it me you're looking for? All off key. And that's when they stop in their tracks and they go, oh, my goodness. One of my students said, Mrs. E., we don't know what you're going to (laughs) do. And it is. If you're going to be if they're going to be mad for March Madness, just get mad with them. If you can't beat them, join them. So that's it. When you feel even in your classroom community, my second point with March Madness, your students start to act like siblings and I called it sibling rivalry. So when you know you have got a great classroom community that you have built, that you have facilitated, when they start acting like siblings, when they start arguing and bickering in these little squabbles. And it got to the point where I brought a little spatula in and I bedazzled it with rhinestones. See, I grew up in dance, so I always had rhinestones around. And we would pass the spatula, the talking spatula around to help with the sibling rivalry. It wasn't 100% perfect, but it got my students to kind of try to balance back into the fold of understanding that we're all individuals. We all have different opinions and we don't have to be best buddies, but we have to be respectful. So, you know, I've been out of the classroom almost a full year now. This is my first year not teaching. I I love what I'm doing. I'm living in my purpose. My youngest is like, oh, have fun in your dream job. I said, I am. I'm really having fun in my dream job. But I do. I miss that energy of kids and students. Not that much that I want to go back, but I do miss their energy. Like it's pretty quiet working in my home office, but I wouldn't trade a thing. So, this is my impart big hugs over the airwaves to my educators in this mad March madness. I feel you. I'm in solidarity with you all. I just wanted to give you a couple giggles on your way to either Target or the grocery store or on your way to work. You know, a lot of us educators and educator helpers and um, people in the education field, they're feeling it. They're counting down the days to spring break. And I'm right there with you. And I admire the hard work you're doing. You are the windows to our future workforce. And I tip my hat to you, my friends. And before we go, I just want to let you know, if you want to learn more of some really neat DEI strategies and where to even get started, I have created a downloadable webinar and all I need is your email address. So if you can sign up with your email, I will deliver to you a free webinar DEI without being overwhelmed. Now this webinar, you can listen to it with your AirPods or you could even watch it online. It talks more about what does DEI mean. No, it's not an HGTV episode and um, why we're talking about it and how to understand it more in your business or in your classroom. So that's all I have for you today. Do not forget to leave a review. Share this episode with a friend, teacher friend, educator friend. So don't forget to get my free webinar, How to Understand DEI Without Being Overwhelmed. I will talk to you all next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.